Romans chapter 8 and 1 John chapter 3. Chapter, book, and verse is not enough. There's a lot of people that have false doctrines because they have a verse. They can point to a chapter, book, and verse as something that they have. You can't just have a verse for what you have. Um, that's why some people believe that baptism saves you because there's, you can find a verse that talks about baptism and salvation. Well, that's just, that's, that's, that's not the whole story. Amen. If, 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 if you were to take my vocabulary of everything that I said in my lifetime, or even just saying a week, and one of the sentences I said was, I love my mom. Well, then somebody could make a document like, well, he only loves his mom. He loves his mom. Doesn't love his dad because it doesn't say that. And that's how people do. Amen. Amen. Chapter, book, and verse is not enough. Romans chapter 8, verse 8, we'll jump right into it. Miss Aaron made it. How did you pull that off? Getting out of run on Richard School's parking lot right now. Wow. Um, so... I tell you, uh, clearly Ms. Darla and Ms. Carey were struggling to make it. Noah worked late. Miss Michelle was pushed. I mean, like, but Tony Brilly, Miss Aaron made it. Uh, Brother Rob had a rough day. I've had a rough day. Uh, Miss Kathy's had a couple of days. Amen. Uh, Miss Ruby, you got anything to complain about? <laughs> like, <laughs> amen, I believe it. Uh, but, uh, amen, I, I thank everybody for making it tonight. What a blessing it is. Uh, I, I can truly say from the bottom of my heart, I know what it's like to rush to be here on a Wednesday. You say, well, you live down the street. Oh, I promise you, I still rush, amen. Uh, and to have a message ready, amen. Right, let's get into it. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, so that verse alone means that Brother Tony ain't pleasing God, Miss Aaron ain't pleasing God, Rob and Jessica and Brother Raleigh ain't pleasing God, because that's what that verse says. Keep your place there in Romans chapter 8 and go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. It says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So one verse tells me that uh, uh, in my flesh, I can't please God no matter what I do. And another verse says that no, no matter uh, what I do, I can't sin. I'm sinless. So let's have a Bible study tonight. We won't. It's not a long message, so don't get scared by that. It really won't be long. But let's see if we can leave tonight with a better understanding of our Bible. Amen. Brother Rob, would you open in a word of prayer, sir? I can hear better now, too. I don't know if I'm 100%, but I could hear you say amen, and that was great. <laughs> amen. amen. Keep your markers in Romans and 1 John 3. We'll be there in a moment. And can we now turn to Galatians chapter 5? We're going to pick up, uh, be picking off where we left off on our study in Galatians. And through our study, we're going to see some answers to those questions that we just laid out. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse... 
16. It says, Paul continues on by saying, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, lust, uh, for, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would, but if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. So what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? I, I, I got to thinking of like, you know, because I'm trying to study. I'm trying to like, I, I, I try to put out what people tell me. I try, I'm trying to really, really just get what God would have us to, to know. I'm trying to look at other scriptures. And, but in doing so, I, things crossed my mind. Like, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? And like, I literally thought of like some cartoon where like you put on like this shadow costume and like you're walking in the Spirit. Uh, uh, I, I found uh, the, the, the thought crossed my mind, do you walk into like a smoky spirit? No, that's not how you walk in the spirit. Um, my, my cousin told me when, or not my cousin, no, my cousin's that way too, but my uncle told me one time, he said, I think and funny. I was like, what do you mean? He says, well, like, no matter what it is, I think and funny. Like, if I'm at a funeral, everything just, I think of it in a funny way. I think of a meme or something. Sometimes I'll do the same. But what does it mean to be led of the Spirit? First of all, as we read these verses, Paul used the word lust a couple of times. He said, This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. We think of lust today, we think of sexual desires. That's the, I think the, in this culture that we live in, that's the, the first thing we think of when we think of the word lust or lusting. That's not exactly what it means. Webster's 1828 Dictionary says that lust means um, longing, desire, eagerness to possess or enjoy. Might change how we think about the word lust. Continue reading. Look at verse uh, Galatians 5.19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. By the way, we're all guilty of these. Like, you, I mean, we, we, we can write a list of what we fall in under these. Verse 21. In veins, that's every one of us, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now hold on. If you just opened up your Bible, and you didn't have a mindset to study what you're reading, and you read that, how depressing that would be. Because we're all, now, now none of, we're all going to hell. Because none of us are perfect. Every one of us. And you could close up the Bible and be, man, I'm so sad because I can't inherit the kingdom of God because I envied before. I, I had a hatred towards my brother that one time. But we need context. We need to compare scripture with scripture. You can't just say, well, yeah, Daniel said that about his mom. He loves his mom. He said a whole lot of other things, too. Amen. So let's compare Scripture with Scripture. Keeping your place in Galatians, I know i got three different places. That's the three places we'll be all night. It shouldn't be too crazy. Uh, let's look at 1 John 3, 9. 
1 John 3, 9. It says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Man, I've been mad at brethren before. Jump down to... And I had somebody... Bring this verse up one time. And I didn't have a good answer for it because I hadn't studied it. And the idea was that that our that we are sinless in the sight of God, our soul it doesn't sin. But but we do. <laughs> uh, I do. I don't know about y'all, but I'm still a sinner. I'm saved by grace. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb, but I'm still a sinner. But it says here, and the person brought it to my attention, it says, but he cannot sin because he is born of God. And to to add to the pile, look at verse 15, 1 John 3, 15. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. I've hated people before. But according to that, I can't even go to heaven. I can't get saved if I have hatred in my heart for the brother in Christ. I'm trying to think of who I don't hate in here. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's awful. That's awful. Awful. Thank you for laughing, Miss Kathy. Uh, <laughs> amen. I'll get some nasty emails on that one. Amen. Amen. But, but according to that verse, if I hate a fellow Christian, I... I'm as good as murdering somebody. I'm on my way to hell. I can't enter heaven. But if we're going to look at verses like 1 John 3 and 9 and say that, well, whosoever is born of God did not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. If we're going to hold to that verse alone, now Moses isn't in heaven. David isn't in heaven. Murderers let alone every other Christian that was envious or hatred at some point in time because they're sinners. So clearly, something doesn't line up if you're going to take that stance. That's how, by the way, political parties will separate or, or denominations or, and doctrines within denominations will separate because they'll, they'll take one verse and take a complete doctrine out of it, like baptism, right? Or, or uh, uh, I don't know what the word for it would be, like sinless perfection or whatever, Right, we are sinners. We are sinners. Let me try to illustrate it this way, because because I got to bring it down to my level, amen. If I can give it to you guys, if you're born of God, you cannot sin. I'm a diabetic. I cannot have sugar, but I can. But Tony, I can't have sugar. <laughs> I'm a diabetic. But like if Brother John Chine's looking at the cameras like you ought to be, he might see me get like a half a muffin every now and then or something. I can't have sugar, but I can. As a born-again child of God, I cannot sin. I can. But I can't sin. I love the Lord. I can't. It's something that I can't do. We do. 
Paul is saying you really shouldn't sin because you're born of God. You can't sin, you can, but you can't. Sugar will kill me. It'll break, it'll break down my body like poison. It'll be the death of me, right? But if I eat like I should, I'll be healthy and I'll enjoy the benefits of eating right. And practicing sin will cause me pain and suffering like poison when I give in to the flesh. But if I'm led by the Spirit like I should be, then the fruits of the Spirit will now manifest themselves and I'll enjoy the benefits of living right spiritually. Paul explains it better in Romans chapter 8. Look at chapter 8. Start right in verse 1. Right in verse 1. He's talking about this very thing. We're going to read right on down to verse 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in, in, in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And I just want to point out just for a moment, just for a moment, slightly off topic. Just because it says the law in Scripture doesn't mean it's talking about the law of Moses. All over in Galatians, as you can see in the last couple of months or last six weeks, we've been going over Galatians. All over the place, it's the law of the Spirit or the law of sin and death, the law of the flesh. So we've got to be careful of the context of Scripture. When Paul, is he talking about under law, the, what the Jews were under? He's talking about just the law of the flesh. Big difference. Big difference. Verse 2, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, see, denomination uh, doctrines get wrong because now they're thinking about the, the law of Moses. Not talking about the law of Moses. Verse 3, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, uh, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We're all still sinners. Uh, verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Interesting. So then you come to verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Notice the whole context is how you're living, your walk with Christ. Amen. Are you, are you being led by the flesh or by the spirit? Verse 9 but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if, now if any uh, man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Folks, we don't please God when, when we're led by the flesh. And we're led by the flesh way too often. We're only pleasing to him when we're led by the Spirit. I believe with all my heart that the vast majority of Christians in America, maybe the world, I believe are, are far more led by the flesh than they are led by the Spirit. And they have a, let's, let's be led by the Spirit during church time. And what becomes of us when we're led by the Spirit? Well, Paul tells us this. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, just reading through the text. He, he tells us, this, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit 
is love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith, meekness and temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Can I just point out, if you don't possess these attributes, you are not walking in the Spirit. If your name is mentioned and those attributes aren't there, you're not walking in the Spirit. You know what Paul's saying here in the whole... I, I mean, really the whole book, but the second uh, half of chapter 5, this, everything that he's saying, he's saying, if you're saved, act like it. That's what he's saying. Turn to Philippians 4.8. We'll close here. Philippians 4.8. While you're turning there, I'm going to read Titus 1.15. It says, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Mm. You know, the whole armor of God thing, protecting the, the, the helmet of salvation. That's real, folks. What are you thinking about when it's not church time? How far do we let our mind wander? Under the pure, all things are pure. You know, when a thought enters my mind, a, a bad thought enters my mind, that verse also pops up. Under the pure, all things are pure. <laughs> That'll convict you real quick. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. We'll close with this verse. Paul says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. If you're saved tonight, you can't sin. Because you're born again. You love the Lord. If you're saved tonight, you can't sin. You can. But you really can't. Please don't. And if you can't please God, then you're being led by the flesh. Let's be led by the Spirit. Let's have a conscience. You know, you know what the, how's that saying go? The greatest um, deceit or the greatest thing that Satan ever did was convince everybody that he doesn't exist, right? Sin and morality is, is, is almost non-existent in the public square the way our generation is being raised up. Sin and morality are words that never come to mind Morality? You mean what the laws say? No, 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 no. Morality. And they think that whatever the law says makes it right or wrong. That is, I'm telling you, my generation and younger particularly believe that kind of stuff. And if Satan can convince so many people that he doesn't exist on the same line of thinking we as Christians don't even have a mindset and I'm guilty too but we're all guilty of this we need to really let it soak in the barrel a while we don't have a mindset of am I being led by the spirit today or by the flesh what am I allowing in my mind what am I thinking about constantly are my thoughts pure 
I mean, do we want God to bless our church? Yeah. Do we want God to bless our, our marriage? Yeah. Do you want God to bless your relationship with your kids? Yeah. So think on these things. Be led of the Spirit. That's what Paul is saying. Our leading is either the flesh or the Spirit. It's either peace, comfort, and joy, or it's sorrow, grief, and pain. There's really no between. These things are uh, make for easy preaching. Uh, some hard living at times. Because why? We are sinners. None of us are sinless. We do commit sin. We can't sin. I can't eat sugar, but I still do. We can't sin, but we still do. And it, guess what it does? It causes us all kinds of problems. It's never good for us, although it might taste good for a moment. Moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. <laughs> and I'll close my message with that. Amen. Right. Noah, will you close in a word of prayer?